this is the Kestrel Country Podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and events all around Kestrel Country. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Kestrel Country Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Church, joined here once again by my lovely wife and co-host, Catherine. Hello, hello. And we're coming to you on a wet and rainy Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Veterans Day, November 11th. And um, yeah, rainy but snowy this morning. We had a bunch of snow on the ground this morning. We did. I, the first uh, the first snow that, snow that stuck. <laughs> Can't talk. <laughs> snow that stuck. Well, yeah, is this year? Yes, because yeah. we had a previous snow, but this was the fun one. Yeah, this <laughs> was the first on the one that we had actual snow on the ground, which was pretty fun. Um, a little sloppy, but anyway. But yeah, Veterans Day. Uh, thank you to all the veterans out there. Mm-hmm. Um, did want to thank one veteran in particular. Um, and there was a guy, Marine Corps veteran, who stopped by the other day at the office because our flag out front of the office had become disconnected on the bottom, so it was still hanging, but kind of flapping in the wind. It had been a really windy day and, um, I hadn't noticed it. He noticed it and stopped by. He said he notices the flags every day as he drives in he stopped by and, um, helped fix that flag. So thank you to that Marine Corps veteran and Absolutely. really cool community thing to see people, um, being p- patriotic and, uh, remember to thank those veterans in your life, um, today as well. Yep. So, but our interview, yes. which you did last week, I did by tell, myself, tell a little bit about it. Um, I got to interview Keely Garrity from Ampersand, and that was a fun experience to chat through how she got started with the store. There's one here in, in Moscow, and then there's one down in Lewiston. So it was just really fun to hear about her travels to Italy and picking products and where she got the idea from. Uh, they've done classes there. We've gotten, well, you haven't, I've gotten to do a bunch of classes there yeah. and it's really fun. I've gotten to taste the product of yes. those classes. Oh, and I say it in the, in the interview with Keely, but I came home after the latest one and cooked a version of it and the kids liked it, which was surprising to me. <laughs> not, yeah. not because they don't like food, but just because it was a pumpkin pasta. But it's really fun and it's a great place to pop in for gifts if you do need them or to plan on taking a cooking class, you know, if someone's coming into town and you're looking for an activity to do. Yeah. So we have Thanksgiving coming up. Yep. Um, so check them out. So they do, they sell ingredients, oil, vinegar, seasonings, all pastas. that, as well as utensils. Well, well not like cooking place utensils. settings, but yeah, you can get yeah. cooking utensils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's great. go check them out and um, look forward to the interview here. Well, Keely from Ampersand is with us today. Thank you so much for jumping on board, Keely. I am happy to be here. Well, we are happy to have you. I've done a number of the Ampersand cooking classes, and they've been delicious. We just did one a couple weeks ago to celebrate my mom's birthday, um, and it was the pumpkin pasta one. So then oh, one of was, my favorites. Oh, it was so good. So, so yeah. good. And then I made a version of it because, of course, I didn't have everything properly when I got home for my kids. And my kids liked it. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> so that was a fun, happy surprise because it's not necessarily one I was like, oh, we'll see. But they loved it. So tell us how Ampersand, the idea behind it, got started. Sure. So my husband and I uh, went to college at the University of Idaho 
for what feels like forever students. <laughs> um, and he ended up getting his PhD. So we did what I like to call a postdoc tour of our lives. Mm-hmm. Took us out to Ohio and then down to Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, where he worked for Los Alamos National Lab. And it was in Santa Fe that I discovered real oil and vinegar. I didn't realize that it was so scandalous and fraudulent. And somehow we ended up back in Moscow. We had no plans going back there. And we just sort of ended up back there. Um, I was working at WSU. And for the few years that we were gone, Moscow kind of evolved a little bit, became like pretty foodie. Um, and I decided that I wanted to open a business and I wanted to incorporate food because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a foodie. And I realized like, well, I think there's a lot to learn and to educate consumers about their oil and vinegar. And so I decided to open Ampersand. Now, at, I, sorry, really quick. Mm-hmm. At that point, which restaurants had opened in Moscow? So what year was this? So we came back in, shoot, what year did we come back? I think 2015-ish, somewhere around there. So, I mean, my Alina kind of took over the old massage school. I don't, you've been in town as long as I have. So do you remember when I used to be a massage Well, I remember Papa Joe's over there. Papa Joe's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Canopy. I guess Canopy was a massage school. And then the, the pizza place right next to it. Yeah, yeah. So that had changed. Um, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank of what happened, but downtown kind of had a new different vibe. It was, you could see that it was evolving. It right. was slow, it but revived. it was evolving. Yeah. It, yes, it had it been when my mom talks about it, when the mall came in, downtown died and yes. then it's, it's come back to life. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of saw that and I felt like, it was a good time to invest in a business that way, kind of like right at, right at the beginning of the revitalization. Mm-hmm. So uh, I grew up in Bozeman, Montana, and I was in town, took my kids there for uh, spring break, and I found Olivelli, which is where I get my oil and vinegar. And I just asked her if I asked her about her oils and vinegars, and she, um, it was really important to her that they're all certified from country of origin and they're all naturally infused. And we just kind of aligned that way. And I asked her if she's going to wholesale and she just had started her wholesale business. So I was excited to kind of bring in her product. Oh, that's fun. So she sources it from Italy and all these places. Yes. Yep. And we've taken um, trips to Europe together where we've visited our farms where we get our oil just to kind of see and talk to the, um, farmers. It's, it was pretty amazing experience. Oh, I imagine. Well, the first time they did that side-by-side taste test and they didn't tell us which oil was which at the ampersand cooking class, it was amazing to taste the, (laughs) (laughs) like, really, is it that different? (laughs) And then you are kind of feeling like you might've drunk car oil after you do that. (laughs) Isn't it fascinating? It has a whole different feel in Mm -hmm. your mouth. You know, it's not just the taste, but it's the the feel. 
Well, and can you explain the difference between the generic stuff that we see on the grocery store shelf and what you're talking about from, you know, the country of origin? Yes. So, unfortunately, importing oil and vinegar, the balsamic vinegar is less scandalous. It's just more quality control. But the oil is extremely scandalous. There is an entity called the Agromafia. And they don't have to do any certification process of what comes over to the United States for olive oil. So what they'll do is they will threaten farmers, sadly, like burn down their thousand year old olive groves. Oh man. Wow. If they don't comply. And so extra virgin olive oil means handpicked from the tree, cold pressed within 24 hours, and then um, bottled up. So there's no, you know, what makes olive oil bad is oxidization. And so what the agro-mafia does will come in behind and demand that they repress their oils, their olives, excuse me, and eke out like any other oil. And then they'll combine it with other oil from different countries. They will dye it and flavor it, bottle it up, and send it over to the United States. Hmm. And that's what's on your shelf. And that's what's on the shelf. And so the difference in taste, because you guys talked about that pepperiness versus the yep. harsh. So if you want, can you talk about that? Yeah. So olive oil, it's just like wine. So depending on where it's growing or what the temperature was that year, how the weather was, all olives have different flavor profiles. And there's over like 600 varieties of olives. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we associate bitterness as something negative, but really what you want, it's not really bitter when, when you're describing olive oil, it's a pepperiness. So does it burn the back of your throat? That's really, that's the polyphenols. It's really good. Um, the feel in your mouth shouldn't feel or taste oily. It should just taste grassy, peppery. Um, some of them are fruity, like the Frantoia is pretty fruity. It's got like a banana peely taste. So you should be able to point out, like once you've taken a class and we kind of give you the lexicon, the words to describe the oil, you should be able to like um, taste those kind of flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Arugula is one, black pepper, strawberries, artichokes, things like that. Mm-hmm. And price difference. Whereas, oh, sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, whereas like if they're adding chemicals, the chemicals are to try to mimic the flavor. But really, like you said, I don't remember how you described it at the beginning of our conversation, but it was like car oil. Yeah. Like it tastes bad. <laughs> it tastes really bad. It was pretty funny. My daughter is 15. And so she's grown up in the business and we were having avocado toast the other day. And she and they finish it off with olive oil. And she tastes she took a bite of it. <laughs> she like spat it out really fast. She's like, that is like the nastiest olive oil I've ever had. And I tasted it. I was like, oh, I just oh, had to really God. laugh. Fifteen oh, no. year old with her flavor profile, but once you know, you know, you know. Right? No, it's true. <laughs> when you don't understand, this, <laughs> this is not supposed to taste this way. Oh, that's, no. And then, but price difference wise, that's probably the biggest kicker, right? In terms of seeing yeah. it, you know, really, is it that different? Is it you know? And then. Why? Why is the price so different? And of course, yeah. If you're buying like two gallons of olive oil for fifteen dollars somewhere, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I can promise you. <laughs> you do. It's like anything else. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that they are putting 
oil that's not even olive oil into the olive oil mm. to make it oily. So like they'll use safflower oil or sunflower seed oil just to try and they'll, they'll be mixing and they don't have to, I don't understand this. I don't understand why they don't have to say what's in the product, but they don't. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily say on the back that it's not a hundred percent olives. Um, no. And you know, you can go to the store. I'm sure everybody can go and look and they'll be like certified from Italy. But if it says like used olives from like Portugal, Italy, France, Morocco, then you know, like that's impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't press an olive, ship it, mix it in less than 24 hours. Right. Nice. <laughs> that's not extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> yeah. So it's not the true stuff. Right. So back to your store. So you were in Bozeman, you saw her product and you decided to bring it into Moscow. How did the yeah. rest of that work out? So I knew Moscow, I know that it's really kind of unbelievable to talk about something called like the agro mafia. I mean, it just sounds so made up. And so I knew if I was going to be successful, I'd have to have like cooking classes to teach people the difference and also teach people how to use the product. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where that came from. Um, I just knew it wouldn't work if I didn't, wasn't teaching people how to use the product. And I thought like, oh, I can go to their house, but then they're not having a chance to like try in the store and things like that. So I decided to put the kitchen in the back of the shop. Mm -hmm. Everything else is support product. I travel all over the world, picking out things. Everything's handpicked by me. I've tasted everything in the store. I go to food shows and home good shows, and I'm just picking out stuff that I think uh, the community would love in their home. Or to give as a gift. Yeah. It's it, a gift store, you know? It's, it's such a great gift too, though, because it's a consumable one. So, you know, you bring it to yeah. someone and you're not worried if they're going to not like it in one sense, you know, because they can probably find a use for it. Right. Exactly. And I know, like, to me, I think we're kind of, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm in this weird stage in my life where I have adult kids now and I don't. So like the consumerism part of gift gifting is hard for me. And so with it's usable, I feel a lot better. And I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment. Like people want to give gifts that people are going to use. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and for, if you're giving to someone who's older, you know, your parents or, you know, they can yeah. be harder to give for. And that's why, so when we, <laughs> we were doing my mom, her birthday gift was taking her to the cooking class. And so I was like, oh, this yeah. is great. You know? Um, and, you know, important for the store, like pre-COVID times, like I really prided myself on the experience that you got when you walked in the door. Like the music was really fun and worldly. It smelled delicious, beautiful textiles. You can taste anything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the other one is, the other senses, but I try to hit all your senses. Oh, nice. When you, yeah. the when you come through. And then when did you open the Lewiston one? I'm trying to remember. Seven years in Moscow, and we just did five years in Lewiston, so five years ago. Okay. And so, and it's the same. I actually haven't been in the Lewiston one. Is it exactly the same style? It's the same, but it's a little different. We do, it's more, it's beautiful. So if you're ever down in Lewiston going through Costco, you should like stop by because it's right on Main Street. Okay. Um, and it's, it's gorgeous. It's right next to the park. We offer beer and wine. So I brought, it was a bigger space. I was able to bring in like local wine. Oh, fun. And beer. Yeah. Really great. And 
we're trying to launch like um, meat and cheese plates and things like that for people to come and like have a glass of wine or a wine cocktail and have some cheese and meat. So more of a sit down experience. Uh Oh, did I lose you? I'm sorry. Oh, I think it just cut for a second. Sorry. (laughs) No worries. Um, But then, okay. So we've got a couple minutes here before we wrap things up in your store from Moscow. If you're going in, what would be, and you've never been in before, what should you get? Great question. I understand like when people come into the store, it can be, if they've never been in before, it can be super overwhelming. So we always try and have people come to the back of the store where the oil and vinegar are. And if you're going to leave with anything from my store, it should be the caramelized garlic olive oil or the blood orange olive oil, in my personal opinion. (laughs) Oh, man. When Tap did that blood orange olive oil over (laughs) ice cream, it won. It sounded so weird. (laughs) Who puts olive oil on ice cream? And then, too, it was amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. I have a funny story. So, like, two years ago or three years ago, I was in Tuscany, and we were – visiting one of the farms where we get our oil from and they were so excited because, you know, we're kind of these, you know, we're Americans. And so they think they have their opinions of us. <laughs> and so they were going to enlighten us for like the best dessert ever. And so they brought out this like homemade chocolate ice cream. And then they were like, and then the most impressive thing is you put olive oil on top of it and a little bit of salt. And I just was inside. I was giggling because like, Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> there's a restaurant in my town that serves it that already does it in little small Idaho <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh that's great oh man yeah okay so go for that on the taste and then um anything else in terms of your pasta side of it because you have a pretty heavy pasta section yes so pasta is sort of the same way it's not really fraudulent in terms of the agro mafia but in Italy they use where I get my pasta and we, and I got to tour the facility, it's all ancient grains. And Mm -hmm. so the gluten, it's not refined. And most people who are sensitive, not intolerant can consume the pasta. And I, it just tastes so different. Mm. It's, it's amazing. It's Mm -hmm. delicious. It's more filling. It blooms. I think that's one of the biggest key things when you boil it, a lot of the pasta blooms. Mm. So you're not eating as much. Okay. So um, blooming, can you explain blooming? Yeah. So you're, you're cooking your pasta and it, you know, it should expand, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Because it's getting warm and it's getting wet. And so I don't know if, you know, it's a fun little trick to go make a pasta that you get in America. It doesn't really bloom. Mm -hmm. But when you are eating ancient grains and the gluten, it just blooms a little bit. So it's a little bit more hearty and it's, and it's really actually pretty good for you. Well, I didn't realize how much you'd traveled to bring all of the different items you had to the store, which is pretty special for, like I said, a small town in North Idaho, (laughs) you know, it's really fun to have it downtown. Um, And then tell us where we can find your cooking class schedule. Yeah. So you can either pop into the store. We're on 519 South Main Street in Moscow, or you can check out online at ampersandoil.com. And look under the tab under cooking classes. We did just launch our final cooking classes of 2021, which Ooh. is crazy. Uh-huh. It is crazy. So if you want to get in on those, uh, check it out. 
Perfect. And then anything special that you're doing for Christmas or Thanksgiving that somebody should go grab before it's gone? Yeah. So we did just get in some amazing new oil and vinegar. We've got in a wild mushroom and sage olive oil. Oh, man. I think it's one of my favorites. So I I highly recommend, you know, 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Saute all your onions and things like that when you're making your stuffing. In, in this stuff because oh, it's, that it's good. so good. That yeah. really good. It's really good. So I recommend that. Um, we are doing Thanksgiving flavor kits. Those will be out next week. Um, we do have really great Black Friday specials and Shop Small Saturday specials to keep your eyes peeled for those. Perfect. Well, Keely, thank you so, so much. And thanks for opening it. It's so fun. We've loved it. Thank you for being a supporter and a fan. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, have a good rest of your day. Yeah, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe. We'll see you next week.